We've got ourselves a great series in the NBA Finals. As of this recording, the series is tied one to one. Miami won game two in Denver. After the game, Eric Spolstra talked about the privilege of adversity. Hmm. What about in our lives? Would we view our adversity as a privilege? Why is it positive for the Miami Heat? Can it actually be positive for us? Let's unpack it. This is the Unpacking It podcast, where we relate big sports stories to life and biblical truth. Our mission is to challenge, encourage, and inspire you to follow Jesus and become more like him with sports conversations that truly matter. That's what I'm talking about! Coming to you from Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, I just want to thank you guys one last time for being here. It's the best day ever. Here is the president of Unpacking It Ministries, Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack parallels, metaphors, and topics in sports that relate to life and faith. I'm Bryce Johnson with Luke Heaton. On today's episode, we are unpacking the NBA Finals and the concept of adversity and why we, as followers of Jesus, can actually rejoice in the midst of adversity and challenges and difficulties. And, and so this should be hopefully an encouraging conversation for all of us because, let's face it, we're either coming out of a, a tough season, we're in the middle of a tough season, or we're about to head into a tough season. So that's the, that's the reality of this life. But let's encourage one another uh, that they're actually like the Miami Heat. There is value in going through adversity because it prepares you for what's next. So we'll get into all that today. And if you are new to this show, uh, we actually send out a devotional Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That devotional is what we usually talk about on this show, and we're able to unpack it a little bit more. But if you would like to read our devotionals, you can subscribe on unpackingit.com, and those go out free uh, to your email. Uh, you can also find our devotionals on the Bible app, so, so check that out. Uh, if you've got that on your phone, you can search uh, unpacking it or unpack this uh, on the Bible app. You can also email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Uh, love hearing from you. And if you if you happen to watch this show on maybe even on your TV, I, I've heard from listeners a pit or I've seen a picture of them watching our podcast on their TV. And so that's really cool. So if you want to send that, that's always fun uh, and encouraging to us as well. Uh, be sure to check out our sponsor. Sugar Creek Coffee. All right, sugarcreekcoffee.com. And when you order, use the promo code UNPACK. Uh, we also recommend ordering two bags of coffee at once just from a shipping standpoint. It makes more sense. And, and so at Sugar Creek Coffee Roasters, they specialize in handcrafted, small batch, artesian roasted coffee. It is delicious. They don't roast until you actually place an order. So you can be assured the freshest roasted coffee is delivered to your door. The coffee is delicious, even if you like cold brew. So you can set it up that way as well for the summer. And, and so they're passionate about handcrafted small batch artesian roasted coffee. And uh, we are too. So hopefully you'll check it out. Use the promo code UNPACK. All right, Luke, let's talk NBA Finals. We're off to a great start. Some people may be listening to this a little bit later, maybe after game three, but 
I thought after game one that, uh-oh, Denver, Denver could be rolling through, through this series, but Miami reminded us, you never count us out. We're always going to play tough. We're always going to persevere. We're going to make it really hard for everybody, and they might even win this series. It, they, they showed yeah. what they're capable of when they get hot. But but what what do you make of this this series? Who do you like, and uh, how you feeling? Kind of right before Game Three. Yeah, I, I still like Denver. I'm probably rooting for Denver just because I they're such a great team and they feel like a, a worthy champion, um, especially with the, the Jamal Murray stuff we've talked about previous podcast. All the adversity he's had to go through. Speaking of adversity and patience, uh, Coach Malone having to. Uh, be patient with years of coming up short and how to be in the situation. So, but Miami, it's unbelievable. The notion that Denver was just going to sleepwalk through this series. I mean, the gauntlet that Miami had to go through to get here. Yes. And to they go through themselves. it convincingly. It, 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 they are not a fluke at all. I mean, the no beginning way. of game two, they came out. I mean, they're just tough as nails. Spolstra has proved me wrong. He is a great coach. I, I was, I was on the bandwagon of saying he is not a good coach during the the LeBron Heat days because I thought anyone could win, or any person could coach that team. But he's amazing. They're gritty, very fun to root for as well. Yeah, no, I find myself going back and forth even in the game with with who I'm rooting for. A lot of likable players. I'm not sure that the two of them, you know, they're not rivals. They're not, it's not really an intense, uh, you know, angry type series like we see, especially throughout the conference playoffs. Yeah. Uh, but we, we see a lot of very interesting, you know, superstars like Jokic and Butler is somewhat there, at least a star, all star kind of guy. And then you've got all these up and coming players like Gabe Vincent, who who's just been awesome, and, and he got hot yeah. uh, in Game Two. You know, guys that have had a chance to prove themselves, like Aaron Gordon uh, on the Nuggets, and even my boy Cody Zeller back in the mix, getting <laughs> some good doing minutes. It. <laughs> and uh, man, so it's just kind of you go down the list. It's like, man, yeah. yeah, this guy. And each game two, certain guys off the bench are getting more minutes than others, and and so it's going to be a really fun series throughout it's amazing i have a, a a good buddy who's a big time heat fan and he texted me at the end of game two and he said jimmy butler really out here winning finals games with g league guys <laughs> it's like <laughs> i yes i mean both teams have it's amazing to see ro the role players uh now jimmy butler said he calls them teammates rather than role players which is cool i guess inspiring motivating but Denver has the more star power, but even Denver, guys know their roles so well. So and well. obviously in Miami, guys know their roles. So to see the the similar formula of you got to have some star power, but your team has to be a cohesive unit and everyone knows their role, and both teams do that so well. It's, it's very impressive. I, I love it so much because you know who's at home? Your boy Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, all these Devin guys. Devin Booker. Stay ben at home. Simmons. I mean, yeah. get these guys oh, out of here. Ed James Simmons. Harden, Joe Embiid. Get them out of here. We, we've got teams in the mix. Yes. And, and part of both of the, the stories of these two teams, today we're going to kind of focus on Miami coming off the game two win. 
But it, these teams have been through adversity together, and you see it. They, they rise to the occasion. They're prepared for this moment. Um, you know, even after the loss with, with Denver, they're going to be fine. They'll, they'll bounce back. It's going to be a, yeah. a, a tight competitive series. And you mentioned all that, that Denver has been through. But, but here's what Eric Spolstra said after the game. He said, we faced a lot of adversity during the season. We handled it the right way, where you are not making excuses about it, the injuries, the changing lineups. Because of all that adversity and the 57 close games that happened, Due to a lot of that, it hardened us. It steeled us. And we developed some grit, which is what we all want. We want to be able to have that privilege of having adversity and being able to overcome it. You gain strength from that. Hmm. And it's so true because there's no denying how tough Miami is mentally, sure, physically, but just emotionally. They're not the type of team that just kind of, just looks weak out there that like we kind of saw with the Celtics at times or even yeah. the Sixers at times. Um, and, and whereas Miami, they, they, they get the most out of their guys and because they've had a, a lot of different lineups and guys have been in and out with injuries yeah. and, and all of this of without Tyler hero. That's right. Yeah. And, and throughout the season, different guys were, were out as well. And so they have been prepared for this moment. They've been down in series or down in games. And yes. they've been able to bounce back and respond. And, yep. and so if it, just think about how mentally tough it was to be up 3-0 against Boston, allow Boston <laughs> all the way back. Then you go yeah. on the road and win in Boston. Yep. They were prepared for that. They're a special type of team. But, it, but to Eric's point, Spolster's point, it's because they went through adversity and they yep. went through it together. And now here they are. Well, in a has there position. ever been a team more difficult to put away? Like even in, their, no in the, the Milwaukee series. End of games. If Milwaukee was up, I don't know, down 12 with, with four minutes, uh, we still got a game here. Down 15 with a couple minutes, still got a game here. And to your point in series, Boston has all the momentum. Game seven, is it at the Garden too? Oh, yeah. And it's like, well, I feel like Miami's going to win this game. It's, it's very, it's so interesting because calling Miami tough, gritty, um, they can go through adversity. It's not a fluke at all. It's not this cute thing to say anymore. It's real. And they continue to prove it over and over, even from the bubble in 2020, the adversity. All the, it's been years of this. That, I'm glad you bring up the bubble because to me, whoever, whoever was going to win in that bubble, whoever was the most mentally tough and, and emotionally tough because that was a difficult time for all of us, yeah. even for those guys. Sure, they got millions of dollars in the bank, but that was still a tough situation. They were kind of taken away from their family for a little bit and all that. Yeah. And who who rose to the top? LeBron. I know people know everybody doesn't like LeBron. LeBron's mentally tough. All right. Yeah. There's no denying that. And he led that Lakers team to the championship, but Miami was right there. Mm-hmm. And and Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra, those guys, they proved that and they they made that, you know, it was a tough, tough win for for the Lakers to to beat them. But Miami was right there with them. So Gabe Vincent, one of the stars uh, in game two, four of six from the three-point line, 23 points. Here's what he told the media after the game. You know, everyone on this team has battled through adversity in some manner and been knocked down and had to get back up. And he goes on to say, we have a lot of experience in these close games. So when it comes down to the wire, we are strangely comfortable. And so, I, you know, we, we know in sports, we talk about it a decent amount here on the podcast, you know, some – 
conversation around adversity and difficulties and challenges. We talk about it a lot because we all deal with it a lot. Mm -hmm. And in sports, when you think about champions, when you think about this point in the season, teams that make it this far, almost always you point to the amount of adversity that they went through, what they overcame, the, the challenges that they got through together. And so we, we celebrate that. It's awesome. It's awesome in sports. And what we want to talk about today is it's also awesome in life. And, and this whole concept of embracing adversity, understanding the value of adversity, and even, like Spolster said, the privilege hmm. of adversity. And, and then we'll, we'll also talk about the, the, this comment from Vincent where he says, we are strangely comfortable. So I just love the phrasing, and I love how it parallels uh, our own lives. Uh, but, Luke, I'll let you jump in first. I think those two phrases, the privilege of adversity and being strangely comfortable in adversity, apply so well to our lives as Christ followers. I mean, the the testimony of Scripture, so much of it is continuing to endure continuing to maintain hope despite suffering, despite persecution, considering uh, suffering and trials as a joy from the book of James. There's an element of the privilege of adversity there because we know what it leads to. And this, it's, it doesn't really make sense because when you hear Spolstra and Gabe Vincent talk about being strangely comfortable in adversity and considering adversity a privilege. That that seems illogical. Wait, consider adversity a privilege? But that's the exact that's that's the thing of how God takes the world's wisdom and turns it upside down. And God's wisdom is better than the world's wisdom. The idea that we can be joyful despite experiencing adversity as as Christians, how can we be strangely comfortable while experiencing adversity and suffering in this life. How is that mm. even possible? Well, it's possible because of God, and we're going to get into it more, but I think those two phrases are, are, are so spot on for the life of a Christian. Absolutely. And just like in sports where you know the, the season begins, the regular season, and then, of course, it ends in the NBA Finals, the process and the journey and the, the kind of the each step of the way adds and builds and prepares and, and so just like for us, when, when we, you know, we're on this journey of faith, we're, we're following Jesus on, you know, this wild journey of faith. And I've been on this journey for decades and I, I, I've been through, you know, seasons of adversity and, and moments of challenge and obstacles and, and overcoming. And I couldn't have done it without the, the power of the Lord and, and the Holy Spirit within me. And, and, and keeping my eyes you know, fixed on Jesus and the strength that he gave me. But each thing that I went through and, and continue to go through, it has prepared me for the next thing. Mm -hmm. And so we're just, it's, it's this continuous ongoing process. And so this idea that we ever, well, no more adversity for me. Well, no, it, it, you get through one thing and then you get to, you get on to the next thing. The nice thing for, you know, the NBA finals or whatever, you, you, there's a, a finality to it. And ultimately for us, we'll get to be with Jesus forever. And yeah. that's, that's the finality. Um, well, that's the, the beginning, really. That's the, that's the start of it all. That's, that's the good stuff. That's what we, that's what we live for. And that's what we prepare for. Mm -hmm. and, and so 
all of this that we we are experiencing, the pain, the difficulty, the the struggles, all of it, God is using. And, and it's a privilege for God to, to use these things to then expand our faith and, mm-hmm. and prepare us for a new opportunity to where we get to trust God with more. And we get to, to, to utilize the faith and the strength that he's given us previously through adversity to now the new challenge. Yep. And that just keeps going on. There's a helpful quote from, I saw a video recently of uh, Jackie Hill Perry talking about faith and suffering. And she connects her faith growing to times of difficulty. Uh, her, her specific Absolutely. quote is, we will not grow if when every time our faith is tested, we retreat, shut down, or rebel. Mm. This idea of God's not a waster of pain, but these things we go through are, are her language is when she leans into God rather than pursuing sin, because Charles Spurgeon talks about when we experience hardship, our tendency is to run to sin, to escape pain. Because as humans, mm-hmm. we hate pain, we hate adversity. But when we lean into God, God expands our ability to receive more of Him. He expands mm-hmm. our faith, He grows our faith, so that we're able to continue going forward mm-hmm. for to endure the current thing, and then to endure the inevitable next thing. Mm-hmm. And He's expanding our ability to do that by His strength. But that doesn't happen if we rebel from the adversity, if we run mm. from it, especially when we run to sin. Um, but when we lean into God during that, he's really growing this capacity to endure. Amen. And, and even going back to the, the NBA parallel, a lot of the players and the teams that don't make it, they can't handle adversity well. Yeah. They demand to trade. They give <laughs> up. They turn yeah. on each other. We yeah. see it. We see it in sports. And, and so for us, if we want to endure till the end, right, make it through as a, you know, a committed follower of Jesus throughout our, throughout our life and, and get to the end, it's about endurance. It's about perseverance, and it's about relying on him and trusting God each step of the way. And, and to your point, yes, all of that adversity is developing our character and it's developing our understanding and realization that, okay, God is with me. He is getting me through this, and he's going to get me through the next thing too. And so then we pull on those moments from the past, just like these Heat players are pulling from you know those moments of being down in a game. Hey, we know how to come back in this game. Or, oh, it's a tight game. Or, oh, I don't want to get too nervous. No, 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 they're calm. They're good. Mm-hmm. Just like us. Oh, no, here it comes again. Well, I know I, God got me through that 10 years ago. Yeah, I can get through this. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's even tougher, and it's like, all right, God, I'm going to need you even more this time. I'm going to, I'm going to lean on you even more this time. Mm-hmm. And he gets us through. Um, and so, you know, again, uh, this comment from Spolstra, he says, we want to be able to have that privilege of having adversity and being able to overcome it. You gain strength from that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I always get funny about this concept of a strong Christian. And the reason is because it sometimes it, puts an emphasis on, well, I'm a strong Christian. It's on, you know, I've done this great thing and I'm <laughs> yeah. so great. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I, but I do believe that God continues to strengthen us mm-hmm. and we become, we do become stronger. Yep. The more we rely on him, the more adversity we've been through, the more we've grown in our faith in him. And it's not yep. because of us, it's because of the strength that he gives us and, and allows us to, you know, experience the adversity for him to use to strengthen us. So no that's question. a key thing that, that I've had to you know embrace over the yeah, years. Yeah, no question. Because when a team like the Miami Heat, 
continues to face more adversity, when they experience adversity, whether they succeed or fail initially, they're learning about what they need to grow in. They're learning Mm -hmm. about their frailty. They're learning about potential weaknesses to strengthen. They're learning what works well for the next time. The same thing for us, the, I think one of the elements of, you know, not looking negatively on trials and sufferings from the New Testament's perspective, especially James and Romans, considering trials uh, almost a joy, I think, or considering them a joy, I think one of those elements is how amazing it is for God to use trials in, in times of adversity to reveal to us, to remind ourselves of our frailty, mm. to your point, so that we can lean into him in his strength. Right for him, it, it, it's it's a it's a grace from God to remind us to stop looking inward for strength, for Him to show us that our faith is probably weaker than we realized, our internal strength that we've been relying on is certainly weaker than what we realized. I mean, C.S. Lewis talks about this in his book *A Grief Observed*. After he loses his wife. Um, he talks about his faith was a house of cards that just collapsed. Like his faith mm. was, was much weaker than what he thought it was. Mm. Uh, and it's just this raw reality of during times of adversity, God shows us, hey, relying on yourself will not work. This is a time to lean into me for me to build you up with my strength mm. to get you through this time and then the next time. Mm. So this, I, that considering adversity a privilege one element of that is it allows us to lean into God more because it shows us how weak we are because we're all prone to, at least myself, I, I'm so prone to looking inward for strength. In times when God shows me that that doesn't work, which is in times of adversity, mm. it's a grace from God to lean into him. Mm. Yeah, it's his strength. So then, yeah, we are strong because of him. And so that that's what we, we lean on. All right, let's let's dive into uh, to the Bible a little bit. And and so this is Romans five, great chapter in the Bible. We'll look at one through five, and this is the the translation, the Living Bible. And this is awesome. So so now since we have been made right in God's sight by faith in His promises, we can have real peace with Him because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. For because of our faith, he has brought us into this place of highest privilege where we now stand, and we confidently and joyfully look forward to actually becoming all that God has in mind for us to be. We can rejoice too. Let me say that again. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient, and patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it until finally our hope and faith are strong and steady. Then, when that happens, we are able to hold our heads high no matter what happens and know that all is well, for we know how dearly God loves us and we feel this warm love everywhere within us because God has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Man, that's powerful. So that puts it all into perspective. So we're fully loved by God, and because of Jesus, we, we, we can be at peace with God, so we're good there, and each step of the way that, that we, we develop and grow. And so um, that's why we can rejoice in the problems and trials, that, that patience develops strength of character, 
and and then uh, you know you just kind of go down the, the the list of 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 how we how we grow. So, gosh, really cool. I mean that's one of the ways we are able to show the world God working in us is being rejoicing when people look at us and they could say, "How are you maintaining hope or walking through this suffering? How are you rejoicing?" How are you strangely, oddly comfortable in this situation? It's because our hope in Jesus never fades. In, in the verses you just read, that hope, it's part of that is the hope that suffering doesn't have the final word. It's because we know and believe in the truth of the gospel that by believing and having faith in the life, death, and death and resurrection of Jesus, we are in Christ, and now we have right relationship with God and we'll be with him for eternity. We have hope that suffering doesn't have the final word. That's right. And we have hope because we've developed hope of previous times God's shown up in adversity. We have hope that he's going to show up again. We we have so much hope because of what God has done and what he's going to do. And it's it's this interesting thing from when when we're the world is watching this as Christians are enduring times of adversity with an element of rejoicing mm. of of hope. And so how is that possible? It's because we have the Holy Spirit in us, empowering us. We have we believe in the truth of the gospel that our hope has the final word, mm. not the sufferings and adversity of this world. And we're strangely comfortable. Yeah, G- I just Gabe love Vincent. that phrasing. It's so I good. Know. So they're not talking about it from a faith perspective. I don't think they're talking about it from a you know confidence in who they are as a team on the basketball court, and they're not worried about a fourth quarter down the stretch. They're good to go. And for us, you know, whatever it may be, I, I'll, I'll share this personally. So for me, my, my kind of struggles ever since I was a kid has always been along the financial challenge. All right. Some people it's, it, it's health. Some people it's, it's family. Everybody's got kind of different areas that, that maybe you, you find yourself in the most often the challenges where they stem from, or maybe you're kind of all over the place, a little buffet of challenges, um, <laughs> but we can all relate in some ways for me, it's financial. And so when I was younger, my, my family, we found ourselves in, in challenging times where down the stretch, we weren't sure how the bills were going to get paid. We weren't sure what was going to happen. And God came through. God provided. And so it was in those middle school days and probably even younger than that, that I saw, I saw God show up. And guess what? 20 years later, however long that is, 20 years later, 20 plus years later, I find myself in similar situations, leading a ministry where we are dependent on donations, and I don't know where those are coming from. I don't know when's gonna, when God's going to show up and put it on someone's heart to give, and we'll get to the end of the month, and all right, are we going to make it till the next month? Are we going to make it to this month? And God shows up. And so I can pull from those situations as a middle schooler where God provided for my family, and God was, was preparing my strength in him, trust in him then that what he was calling for me to do 20 years later mm-hmm. to lead a ministry that he put on my heart, uh, it's, it's powerful to think about. Yeah. And so am I perfect in that? No, because I get frustrated. I get worried. But when I'm really, you know, in front of the Lord and calm and actually, all right, Lord, I trust you. You've done it before. I, I know we can get through it again. I know we're going to make it. I know you're going to provide mm-hmm. and I know you're going to show up because you're good, you're faithful, and I know I can endure. I can continue to endure. Because there will be moments where I go, I don't know, I don't think I can, I can keep doing it. 
but the privilege of adversity hmm. when we get, you know, the money gets low. Ah, oh, it's an opportunity to trust. It's an opportunity yep. to grow. Opportunity, opportunity for, to more, <clears throat> for more of God, which is the most right. fulfilling. Uh, that's, that's the greatest need we have is more of God. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more, I'm more experienced for the, the buffet of uh, <laughs> adversity. Um, but though I've experienced new, different challenges, you know, losing my dad, other things as I've gotten older, I'm able to still look on those things and apply the same truth to a new situation on. Mm. If God can see me through that, surely he can see me through this. Yep. And that is an encouragement I constantly have to remind myself of. Because again, mm. it is it is so difficult to view adversity as being as strangely comfortable. Mm. And again, we're, we're not making light of suffering. These are, we experience real emotions, real mm. pain, absolutely. But the truth of being strangely comfortable in them, of rejoicing, mm. of maintaining hope, is still nonetheless absolutely true. Though yes. having real pain, we can have real rejoicing. And how that is possible is only because of God. And it it. It, it it doesn't make sense in the world's wisdom. But it is true because that is what God's Word says. The principle is true in sports. The champions go through adversity. It's It's... I'm trying to think of a team that hasn't been through adversity. I mean, I don't think you can find it. I'd have to really dig deep to even consider that. I don't think it's possible. You're and begging us, me to make a Mavs 2011 reference here. I mean, talk about that <laughs> run to the finals. <laughs> and 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 I don't think you can find someone who's you know really had a you know committed life following Jesus that didn't experience adversity. Yeah. And to see someone who really grew in their faith without adversity. I mean, that's 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 the process. That's yep. that's how God works in us and through us. And so for us to be negative toward adversity, it's like, well, wait, don't you want to grow? Don't you want to experience your, your character changing? Don't you want God to show up in amazing ways? Don't you want your, your, your faith and hope and trust in him to, to be strengthened? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but not, I just wanted that to happen without going through adversity. <laughs> That's not how it works. You just, people just want to be an NBA champion and yeah. they just want to show up in the finals. Yep. That's how it works. Mm -hmm. You got to go through the adversity. You're going to get injured. You're going to miss some games. You're going to lose yep. some games. That's the deal. That's what we. That's what. That's what we're signed up for. Mm -hmm. um, and and so one more thing I wanted to uh, to hit on. I, I don't know. Maybe I just haven't heard this before, and, and maybe I've I've missed out. But Eric Spolstra said this. He said, uh, talking about kind of the adversity all they went through. It steeled us, and we developed some grit, which is what we all want. Now we've talked about grit on this show. But the word steeled, it mm. steeled us. I, like I, I wasn't that. familiar with it. So I, so I looked it up, and I think it's pretty cool. And, and so uh, let's see. What's the uh, definition? It says um, it means mentally prepare oneself to do or face something difficult. Hmm. And so when steel is a verb, S-T-E-E-L, um, mentally prepare oneself to do or face something difficult. And so he's talking about how it steeled them. Uh, which is fascinating. And so for us as believers, you know, I would add you know, spiritually prepare. So God's always preparing us for what's next spiritually. Sure. Mentally as well um, to then face something difficult. And so yep. we prepare ourselves by knowing God's word, mm -hmm. by depending on him, even maybe during that season where things are good, we still, yeah. we build up, we prepare. Um, but then also we know, like we've been talking about for 30 minutes, all of the adversity prepares us. It mm -hmm. prepares us. Um, it steals us. Nah, it's cool. It's interesting. Yeah. No, no, I haven't, 
I was thinking steal it in a different way. I didn't even know that was a verb. He's truly a man of, of words, but yeah, it's well, hard to, I, I think the one caveat is we don't want to go through life of, oh, the next adversity is around the corner, almost to your point, looking negatively on them on, oh, I'm nervous about what's going to happen next. Like impending doom is constantly happening. That's not the mentality. It's that's following worry. Jesus. It's I have been made right with God. I can go through anything because of God's strength in me. I have the Holy Spirit. Whatever comes, I can persevere through because of God's strength in me. That's more the mentality rather than, oh, I'm terrified of what's to come next, this inevitable impending doom. Certainly an easy mindset that I've bought into a handful of times that can be easy to get into that uh, line of thinking, but it's more so rejoicing where we're at with God now and rejoicing where we're going to be at wherever he takes us. Amen. I'll read Romans 3 through 5, New Living Translation. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. And so we, we've got to keep keep going back to that. And, and again, the, the, the process of endurance, character, hope, that's, that's what we uh, continue to experience as, as we uh, rejoice in the problems and trials of life. Because mm. the Holy Spirit is with us. God is with us. Three in one, right there with us. We're one with them. Yep. And, and that's, uh, that's what we cling to. So, yep. No other way to rejoice in those things. No, no other way than by submitting to the power of the Holy Spirit and God's strength in us. That's right. Now, a whole other topic we, you know, for another day is, you know, real pain and, you know, sadness and grief and all that that happens. And we, we know that Jesus wept. And mm -hmm. so that, if we follow Jesus' examples, there, there is something there. That's not the topic for today. Um, and I would even, we probably weren't necessarily focused on tragedy today. You know, it's, it's, it's the challenges, it's the adversity, you know, the tough things. There's an element of maybe tragedy that, that, that you identify with, with this topic. Um, and maybe I should have said that at the, at the front end, but, um, you know, I think, yeah, we've got a, there are different angles. It's, this is a big topic, right? Yeah. Adversity topic. has a lot of layers to it and different ways to look at it today. We just wanted to, to really focus on the growth that happens, the preparation that happens through adversity. All right, God, what's next? What do we have next? How am I going to continue to, to, to learn, change, grow, and develop character uh, through the experiences that you're allowing to happen and mm -hmm. that you're right there with me? Um, and so I hope that that's encouraging to everybody. Great insight from Luke, as always. Uh, we appreciate you listening today. I'm Bryce. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It Podcast.